TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. I always enjoy bringing you the latest. This is The Scoop. It's The Scoop with Darren Dookie Wolfson from 5 Eyewitness News. It's a Monday quickie version of the Scoop Podcast, episode 254. Let's catch up with Lynx and Wolves owner Glenn Taylor. I'll start with some Lynx dialogue with the playoff matchup set. They get a first-round matchup against Seattle on Wednesday night. That's a do-or-die. They need to win that game to move on. Plus, I want to talk about Sylvia Files' contract extension. Then I'll get into the Wolves with Glenn. So let's get to Glenn right now. Glenn, always good to catch up. Let's start with the Lynx, all right? The playoff matchup is set. How do you size up Wednesday night, this do-or-die, the game against Seattle in Seattle? Well, I think that uh, we're very close to them in as far as ability, and we both uh, teams had you know lost a couple of our stars from last year. Um, so uh, I know that we can beat them. Uh, my concern is we've always had difficulty in the, on their uh, court, and of course we wanted a home court advantage because I just think that I don't know, there's some extra points in there someplace that uh, could help us. But I, I know that uh, we have a team that can go out there and beat them if we can just play up to our um, you know, top per- performance. And, and, uh, and hopefully that will happen. When you guys are playing up to that top performance, Glenn, what is normally working very well? Uh, a couple of things that works uh, well, and that is that uh, – that it's a team effort, that uh, we're not relying on just one person to do the scoring. When we get down to we start running plays just for one person, uh, we seem to have some difficulty. And we've done that with uh, Sylvia a number of times where we just we, we make up our mind we're going to get the force the ball in there no matter what, and, and the players do that. They've got to uh, – players have to learn when they've got an open shot uh, that they've got, and it's a good shot, they've got to take it, and they don't – need to, um, you know, force it to somebody else. Uh, you know, we win. A lot of times you win. You see our our team, four out of the five starters, or all five of them hit double figures. I mean, it's a, it's that type of thing that we usually win. When um, one of our players has an, an outstanding night, um, it appears that usually two or three of the other starters are having a, a difficult night, either on defense or on um uh, shooting so team effort uh we can beat them how unfortunate was what took place on sunday so you guys lose to la seattle beat to dallas so then seattle leapfrogs you so when you talk about home court advantage you guys maybe could have had home court advantage but because the way sunday played out you guys now have to open on the road yeah it was just uh, the way it worked out that uh, they got to play one of the teams with the poorest records and we had to play a team with the best records and and you know the sparks are a very good team and so i would just say on that one i knew that was going to be difficult because they're a very good team and and there was we expected seattle to beat dallas um we played pretty good except you know we had a couple players that just uh uh was not their night two of the starters had uh, you know like two for ten or something like that and that that, that hurt, but on the, on the other hand, I got to give credit to the Sparks because they played great defense, you know, on those individuals and, and made it difficult. So, 
You know, when I, it's like everything else. I look back, uh, you know, we lost against Atlanta, and we lost against New York, and those are teams that we should not have lost against, and that's why every game is so darn important, and uh, we wa- lost some that we could have won. But at this point, um, they have the home court. Uh, we can certainly go out there and beat them. We have uh, uh, players that are as good as their players. You're right with both teams. You know, very much, you know, at least you guys for sure, but certainly Seattle too. I mean, both teams, different looks from last year, but they did beat you three or four matchups in the regular season. As you think about those four matchups, I guess what stands out to you? Well, uh, um, I just don't think when we lost that we played up to the type of uh, uh, play that uh, we have the ability to do. I mean, so it wasn't so much that they beat us. I think it was more that uh, we we lost it, and and we don't have to do that. We've got good enough players that if we uh, play as a team and play together, uh, you know, I think if you ask the coach, he's going to uh, talk about defense. So we just get a little lax on defense every once in a while, and and we allow the other team to um, get some easy buckets, and that at the end hurts us, and it's hard to make up. Do you like the format, the way it's set up with you guys now in this do-or-die scenario Wednesday night? I'm okay with it. I think it uh, – uh, I mean, there's a lot of ways to do it, uh, but I'm okay with it. Uh, we're, we're having uh, um, the best teams get the advantage, which has been us in, in the past, uh, mm-hmm. you know, because of our good record. So, I mean, now it – all those games during the season count for something, and I think they should count for something. I think if you really, if you really uh, have a great season and you come at the top, there's some advantages that you get when it comes to the playoff. I, I don't have any problem with that. I mean, in the past that really served us well. This year it's going to make it more difficult. But on the other hand, you know, we um, we ended up at the sixth or seventh uh, position, you know, tied at Fort, and uh, and uh, we. You know, if if we're lucky, if we're lucky and good, uh, we can beat these uh, one-game stands and, and get ourselves propelled to the top. That would be really fun to see. How good has your rookie been, Collier? I mean, I'm still trying to figure out, Glenn, how she fell to you guys in the draft. I mean, how wasn't she a top-three pick? Well, <laughs> well, I'll tell you, that's where we had her. <laughs> I, you know, when I talked to the – uh, Cheryl, we had her way up there that she was gone. It didn't even until the draft happened. Uh, it didn't occur to us that she would be there. So, you know, we uh, Cheryl and I talked about a lot of probabilities that could happen, but she was not part of it. So, you know, I'm watching the draft just like everybody else, and it's kind of <laughs> like, what what happened here? We're going to have to change, you know, change our whole plan on who we who we got. So, it surprised us, but there was no question when she was there where we had her rated. You know, we had her rated really high. Now. I, you know, I don't know how that happened because uh, usually, uh, you know, in something uh, draft like this here, it's pretty well known who's going to draft whomever. Uh, this one got missed by a number of teams, and fortunately uh, she landed with us. Now, as far as the player, there's just a couple of things that I think really stand out. Uh, and, you know, people are considering her as a rookie of the year, which they should. But I think people have to remember that we forced her to play four, which is not her natural position, because of injuries. You know, so there's a number of games she was really playing 
at a disadvantage. And still, once we moved her back to three, she has been consistent, probably our most consistent player every game, you know, in her scoring and her her rebounds and, and all of the She's an all-around player. So then second, I would say, she has gotten better. It's just if you just watch her, she has gotten better as the season went along. And that's not typical of rookies. They generally get tired, wore out, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, come to the end of the season, they're pretty well pooped. <laughs> and, and, you know, they, they sputter a little bit. Not in her case. She continues to get uh, better and better. So uh, we're just, I'm just delightful what she's done and look forward to, you know, what she can do next year having this under her belt. Your second most consistent player, probably Sylvia Files. I mean, I guess we could debate that. But on Sylvia, you guys announced over the weekend a contract extension. Was that something that was was in the works for a bit? Yeah, we had uh, Cheryl and I had talked about that. If she, we should get out early and do it early, or or do we want to wait until uh, later? And and I think we both came to the same conclusion. Well, we want her back. We know what we're going to pay her. So what are we keeping? You know, what are we keeping back? anything so as soon as we could let's uh, let her know how much we appreciate her and how she's our plan you know uh, and one of the main part of the, our plans for the future and stuff like that so uh, Cheryl just uh, met with her when the first opportunity came and I think it's the right thing to do and support Cheryl in this decision. Is she a max player I mean do you pay her as much as you can under the rules? Yeah we do that's correct. Yeah, I mean, I guess you have to, right? With with MVP credibility, well, you have to. Yeah, I don't think there's any question about that. On your on your team, you can have one or two of those people, uh, uh, and uh, and in the past, we've had to learn to do it with about four people, you know, which uh, really affects your payroll and stuff like that. But now, um, you know, it's no problem at all. I mean, she's she's uh, you know certainly uh, one of our stars, and and. Uh, and she's uh, such a fine uh, player uh, as well as a person that uh, she deserves it. On Stars, Glenn, any more clarity about whether Maya Moore might come back next year? No, I haven't uh, talked to Maya for quite some time. You know, I'm hopefully that she will come back, but I, I don't have any more knowledge than anybody else as to what her uh, plans are. But it would sure be terrific for her to come back because, boy, we uh, have a younger team to surround her. You know, she moves from being one of the youngest uh, players on the starting team to one of the older players. <laughs> Sylvia's, Sylvia's there, but but other than that, we're you know we're going to have young players that are very dynamic around her, and it sure sure would be great to see you know her and Collins and and uh, and Sylvia and and Sims and and uh, you know on the floor together. On the men's team that you own, Glenn. I mean. Heck, I suppose before the month is over, I mean, training camp gets going. Did I hear, Glenn, that the first couple of days they'll have training camp down there in Mankato? You heard correctly. What is the reasoning behind that? I think we're going to go back to something. Uh, this goes back to Flip's days yeah. and stuff like this here, mm-hmm. that he just thought that, uh, you know, we pull them aside and keep them together uh, so they're together all day long, you know, you know, as uh, – you know, as get to know each other and stuff like that. So they've been doing that all summer, trying to do things uh, this year a lot more. So it's it's Ryan and and, and Gerson uh, falling back to something that's been successful at Houston and and here in the past. 
of uh, getting the players to um, not only play together but to uh, uh, communicate together and just talk and socialize together. And, and um, you know, our perception was when Flip was here, that was a good thing, mm-hmm. and uh, let's uh, just keep it going. So Ryan believes in it and Gerson believes in it, and so uh, and it'll be fun for me, so <laughs> we're going to do it. You know what would else have been fun, Glenn? If you had gone to the Bahamas. I mean, on the talking, on the socializing, on the team bonding, a bunch of guys were in the Bahamas, what, just a couple weeks ago doing that? Yeah, I heard a storm was coming, so yeah. I, didn't take any, I didn't take any chances. No, I, I, uh, I'm sure they had a good time. At least that was reported back to me. It was a great time to be together, but uh, it's, uh, I have another busy schedule here <laughs> to work, and, and I had plenty of other things to do, but uh, I was told that, that everything worked great down there. I mean, how encouraged are you? I mean, Ryan goes up to Toronto before Josh Okogie leaves with who, Team Nigeria and bonds with Josh. I mean, going down to the Bahamas, bonding with guys. I mean, the popular buzzword now in sports, Glenn, oftentimes is, is what? It's culture. I mean, I guess in terms yeah. of culture, I mean, do you, is it noticeable how much, how much is different now compared to maybe this time last year? Oh, certainly. It's, it's, it's almost, uh, if there's a 180 degrees type of an example, this is one of them. Um, just how the leadership has changed and therefore it's, the culture has changed. And culture is important. I, I know that at my work and all the companies I have, that culture really is important and how people relate to other people, how they're treated, how they, think the leadership uh, will will respond to them and and uh, Ryan has just uh, done everything you would expect a, a leader to do in other words get to know his players personality before the you know the season starts where you know they got to really get to know the plays and working together and stuff like that that'll come in October and they're going to be uh, busy at that time but in the meantime we haven't wasted any time We've uh, utilized our time well, I think, and we'll wait and see what the results are, but uh, I mm-hmm. think that it should benefit us. Glenn, correct me if I'm wrong, but with, with your former interim leader, I mean, the trade deadline last year, it was, it was Scott Layden in charge. Is Scott, what's his role right now? Somebody had told me maybe there really isn't much of a role right now. No, that's not correct. Um, uh, when... Uh, Gerson came here. Uh, I mean, he knew what the situation was, that we had a contract with uh, Scott. And, uh, you know, and so I asked him about it, and he says, hey, I've worked with this guy for a lot of years. I know him. I respect him. I like him. And so we'll work this out. So he's got, uh, the thing that um, Scott did last year a lot uh, It was scouting. I mean, he was gone just about every night when you know we talked sure. stuff like that he was out scouting so he's going to be utilized in that same area this year um, is to put his time into a lot in the scouting areas and you know and and help the team on uh, you know whatever we're scouting if we're scouting the you know college players or if we're scouting the D league or if we're scouting our opponents um uh, and, but I think that the, the difference, the only difference will be is he probably might be home a little bit more because I think instead of coming back to Minneapolis where his family does not live, they live out in New York, sure. I think we'll, we'll try to make it more convenient for him to handle the East Coast um, area. You guys are at 15, well, actually 16 contracts, I guess, if you count Tyrone Wallace. But is there still some talk about maybe adding somebody? There's not a lot of talk, just because I think we're pretty well set, you know, until the season starts and stuff like this here. But I, I, I can just tell you, Grayson is just open 
to um, looking at anything if it should come up. I mean, he'll jump at an opportunity. You know, he's he's bringing that part from uh, Houston. I mean, those guys are always looking for things to do. I know that when you know when we had when I had uh, Jimmy, you know, <laughs> that they called me on all kinds of possibilities. None of them worked out, but they certainly were very flexible. He brings that to our club in the sense that he'll be, he'll keep his eyes open on what's happening with the other teams and what are the possibilities. But I, I don't think necessarily that we're going to, um, um, you know, we have anything in mind right now. Glenn had to run to a phone call way more important than mine. So there were a few talking points I wasn't able to get to with Glenn, but glad that he gave me 15, 16 minutes of his time. It's one of those deals when his personal assistant calls – and hopefully I'm near the studio. I run to the studio. I call right back. I say, hey, Glenn, give me as much time as you got. So sometimes it's 20 minutes. Sometimes it's 30. Sometimes it's even longer than that. Sometimes it's only 5, 10, 15. So I'll take whatever Glenn Taylor can give me. But I did not get to injury updates on Robert Covington and Jeff Teague, although all signs point to, in fact, Covington is there right now working out at Mayo Clinic Square. All signs point to those guys being just fine by the end of the month. And he said it. They will open training camp in Mankato. I don't have the specific start date. It's like right at the end of the this month or the start of October. They'll do a media day at some point and get going. So yeah, I mean, before you know it, the Wolves will be underway playing preseason games in October, then meaningful games before October is over. A few brief notes. We're recording this at 145 Central on Monday afternoon, so no definitive word yet on Byron Buxton and Max Kepler. Byron in California, seeing a doctor, a shoulder specialist. All signs point to Buxton needing surgery, season-ending surgery, but nothing is official as of yet. On Kepler, undergoing an MRI, the word is there is some optimism, in fact, a lot of optimism, optimism that it's just inflammation that this is not a season ending injury for Kepler but I'm waiting to hear more but I wanted to put something out there with this Glenn Taylor interview plus my time in the radio studio is capped at about 2:15 or so then I have to get back to TV duties then I'm out the door for the day to get home for dinner and all that good stuff with the family so wanted to provide real time updates on those guys all signs also point to no Alex Kirilov now could that be fluid maybe but somebody with the Twins organization got back to me late on Sunday saying at this point, no plans for Alex Kirilov to join the Twins. Richard Patino of the Gophers met with Jamal Mashburn's kid this morning. He's seeing another recruit, so Richard Patino out and about on the road. It's another open recruiting period. Many, many coaches coming to town for the likes of Jalen Suggs go up and down the list. Dawson Garcia, Ben Carlson, up and down the list, Kerwin Walton. Richard Patino meeting with Garcia on Wednesday. He's seeing some of the other local kids, all the local kids, He's offered before the week is over. On the Vikings, I talked to J. Ron Curse. I'm just back from TCO Performance Center. He's ready to rock and roll. When I talked to J. Ron, there was no definitive timetable for when Mackenzie Alexander dislocated elbow for how long he'll be out. But J. Ron said he is ready to rock and roll. On episode 255 later in the week, I'll dive way more into the Vikings. I'm trying to think top of my head if there's anything else that I need to get out there. I don't think so. So just do this. Donate to Hope Fieldhouse if you can, even if it's $1, $2, whatever it might be, hopefieldhouse.org. They're all about helping athletes with disabilities. So they have a place they can call home here in the Twin Cities. The best example is the Dakota Hawks. They've won multiple state championships, adapted hockey team. They've won multiple state championships, yet they don't have a place they can call their home. Well, guess what? Hope Fieldhouse will be their home 
once it's built. But they still need some more money to get this thing across the finish line. So whether it's $1, $2, I'm telling you, if you're at all interested in helping athletes with disabilities, this is the route to take. Go to hopefieldhouse.org for more information. All right, I'm at the 212 mark here in the studio. Need to get back to the TV job. This has been Scoop Podcast Episode 254. Did you know that 61% of pet owners feel more prepared to be a good pet parent after testing with Embark? Embark your dog with Embark's dog DNA test to get hundreds of actionable health insights. You can be proactive with their health and work with your vet on a personalized care plan. Go to EmbarkVet.com and use promo code DNA, that's DNA, to get $60 off an Embark Breed and Health Kit or Purebred Kit with free shipping. That's promo code DNA to save today. At the Home Depot, we have Black Friday savings all through November. And with that comes a joyful holiday bustle that we just love to hear. Although we also love the sound that comes after the holidays. When people put their new tools to use. In fact, we love it so much. When you buy select Milwaukee M18 kits, you'll get an extra tool for free. So after you're done filling the air with holiday magic, you can fill it with the sounds of doing. The Home Depot. How doers get more done.